Welcome, everybody, to YankeeChronicles.com. I'm Bobby Ryan. I'm here with Rob, Evan, Donald. And joining us, joining us again is Scott from Before the Pitch. And before we get going and letting him make in his pitch, let, a, let me remind you to check out uh, StatementGames.com for a unique experience on fantasy sports. And check out DocAdamsBaseball.org where you can learn all about the founder of baseball. Uh, Scott, if you just want to give your uh, – Go show a quick pitch. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm Scott from uh, Before the Pitch, where you can love New York baseball, no matter what shade of blue you are wearing. I make appearances on a couple uh, podcasts and shows, and I do have to say this is one of my favorite ones to go on, to, to make an appearance on. I love talking with you guys. So anyone who's a first-time viewer for your first time, I promise you these four gentlemen are absolutely uh, wonderful. You guys should be listening to them all the time and following all of them on Twitter because they're phenomenal. All right, thanks for that, Scott. Now, uh, the, the big uh, – the big hoorah about around Twitter these last few days is um, the trade with the Yankees and Cincinnati for Luis Castillo. Um, Scott, do you think that this trade is in as serious of talks as some people are led to believe, or is it just a smokescreen? Uh, I think it is uh, a lot of wishful thinking. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Um, and, and here's the reason why I say that is um, a lot of the big hollow blue that came around. This was a reporter. I wish I could remember the name. It's Hector something. He's the one who made the, the, the tweet. Um, the Yankees uh, have been in talks uh, with uh, Luis Castillo. I think all, all of us saw that one. That's. That's the one that really blew up. The issue with that is he's referencing a Jim Bowden show where that's not where Jim Bowden says. Jim Bowden says um, Yankees have been in talks but are not recently. And there's a big okay. distinction between are not recently and have been in talks. So I had a big issue with that headline and we see the after effects because Yankee Twitter completely blew up getting uh, a, a, what I think is I think it was very um, um, kind of twisted. In, in that sense. And the thing that bothered me was uh, Hector, what's his name? He never clarified himself after saying like, oh, by the way, I here's the rest of it. I should have included that. So to me, that comes across very clickbaity. And I think a lot of the, the, the excitement is coming from uh, um, clickbait. So do I think Brian Cashman is on the phone with the Cincinnati Reds right now trying to figure out how this is going to work? No. Do I think Brian Cashman has a spreadsheet with Luis Castillo on it, thinking, how do I make this work? But can I do it with something else? Or at what point is it worth? Y yes. So I think obviously he has to be in consideration. Brian Cashman has to be looking into what can I do? Uh, but is Brian Cashman on the phone with them right now, frantically making phone calls? That one, um, I, I, I don't think. Before we, before we continue on with our opinions on it, if the trade was going to be made, who would be that, number one person that Cincinnati would say has to be in that trade to make it work. Glaber Torres. And that's the reason why I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, I don't think it's that high. I thought it was Evan, what did, no, really? You know? Oh, really? No, I do not. I do not. Right, Evan, let, let Scott hear your, uh, your trade proposal. The Reds, if they make this move, it's because they want to get a big contract off. I don't think you make this move if you think you're in the running for a championship this year. Um, so, you know, if they don't trade him, I'm not going to be surprised at all. If they do trade him, I think we have the assets to do it, and I think they're going to force us to take a big contract. If we take a big contract, 
that means no Glaber Torres for them. We're not taking a big contract and giving up our best player in the infield. So I think realistically, you could get this deal done with the Clint Frazier and Duhar, Clark Schmidt and Gill. I think that's where you at least start the conversation. And I agree with you that Cashman's probably not on the phone uh, in the time frame that we think he's in right now. I think they had a conversation in like November or something. And I think because we got DJ and because we got Kluber, now the fans are thinking, oh, the picture is clearer for us. So he's probably talking to them. Um, I think he's going to open up conversations and, and see what he can do to get a deal like this done. But I think Glaber Torres isn't even a question that makes no sense for, for, for us at all. Now, my opinion is, and this thought just came to me while you, while you were talking of is after the contract with LeMahieu was uh mentioned and it came out that you know the six years 90 million which left a lot of room under the you know with left left wiggle room under the cap for this year i think that kind of sparked the debate amongst the beat writers is you know that cincinnati is going to try to reopen negotiations with the yankees not necessarily that the yankees reached out to cincinnati because they were able, you know, and the one name that we had mentioned was Moustakis, um, which not a, you know, a younger player, but it's still a lefty bat, which would suit well with Yankee Stadium. Um, Donald, do you think that that's a possibility that it was Cincinnati reached out to the Yankees rather than the other way around? Uh, I am hearing that uh, they, they are looking to trade Castillo at some point. Uh um, so I honestly believe um, that Cashman's going to wait out the, the market on this one. I think it's going to take time. This is not a, this is not something that's going to be happening overnight or in the next few minutes. I mean, it's not it's not like trade deadline day, so they're not an Andy Rush really. So it's going to take a little bit of time. There's going to be I think uh, I think Cashman's going to as as uh, as you guys have mentioned here. I think Cashman is looking at um, the pitching market. And I think um, over the next few days or week or so, um, it, we'll get a clear picture. Um, you know, Cincinnati will have um, have who they want from the Yankees in mind, and the Yankees will be looking to get it cheaper than that. So that's going to take a little bit of time. Um, we could get um, we could get Castillo for a little cheaper if we took on a big contract, as you mentioned, maybe like Castellanos or or. Yeah. Something like that. I think you probably, but then of course we have to think about um, <clears throat> staying under the uh, luxury tax. Uh, so you know you can get Castillo uh, and uh, and still be under the luxury tax if you take on a bigger contract. That takes us over. Uh, that's something to uh, pay attention. Unless we get a third team involved, that would make things a little easier uh, to make the deal work. But this is a big deal, and it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, I, I do think this is actually realistic, though, because uh, Bob Clapish is a pretty uh, reliable uh, beat writer. He did say the Yankees are, are, are looking at uh, Castillo for sure. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, the Yankees would be negligent if they weren't looking into a, a trade. You know, um, we've said it over the last couple of weeks that the trade market is going to hold more significance this offseason than the free agency market just because of the financial hit, they're going to be wanting to trade contracts with arbitration years 
rather than giving out multi-year contracts. Um, now, Rob, I do have a question for you, but before I get into my question for you, Scott, did you want to add anything to that discussion? No, I think I think we pretty much hit, hit all points. I think we all kind of agree that it's it can happen. Um, what, what do we think the chances of it happening? And the other question I have, I'm kind of wondering where everyone's heads at. How does that affect Trevor Bauer? Because if the Yankees get Castillo, does that mean the Blue Jays say, okay, now we really got to make sure we get Trevor Bauer? Because we, we heard they were in talks with him and, and Springer. Does that make them really step on the gas for those two? Or does that make them hesitate even more, opening the door for someone like the Mets to get those two? Or is that a completely different conversation? Uh, no, no, that's a, that's a fair question. No, I, I think that's an interesting question. and I'll just go ahead and answer it. Um, if they want to compete with us, I think they have to make that move. I think, yeah. you know... Toronto doesn't have the luxury of missing out on big players like we do, um, especially because they're a city that's not going to get to play in their city. They might be in Buffalo. Um, so if you can convince Bauer to go there this year, that's a big move for them. I think Bauer and Springer would help them tremendously. Yeah, and I still I still think that's um, the team that's um, going to be the most aggressive towards Springer is the Mets. Um, they need that. They need that outfield. And Springer's that I think that person that you know that player that can really legitimize the uh, defensive end of that field um, for the Mets. Now, Rob, you're a big. Um, you're usually hesitant to get rid of a lot of prospects for a, a player. Is Castillo an exception for the rule for you? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll. I. I'm pretty sure I've said this before. Um, I. W I guess I would be labeled as a prospect hugger by some of Yankees Twitter, but that's okay. Um, but this is a legit starter. He's what we need if we want to win a World Series. We need a number two. Ideally, Severino would be healthy, and we're not having this conversation right now. But if you have the opportunity to get a guy who is established as a really good pitcher. He's got a very good contract. He's only 28. I mean, you don't know. There's no guarantee that guys like Schmidt and Medina and all these guys you have to give up turn out to be what they're hoping they could be. You know, it could be a Chance Adams situation all over again, or they could be really good. But if they're really good in Cincinnati and we get Castillo and win a World Series in the next, you know, maybe win a couple of championships in the next three, four years, are we complaining? No. <laughs> that we have a really good flame-throwing 28-year-old and they have a couple of really good pitching prospects? No, because if we win a championship, that's all we want. We're not a rebuilding team. As much as I like prospects, if we were a rebuilding team, I'd be like, keep all of them and let's see what we have. But we have a championship window. It's right now. It's been the last few years, but it's kind of dwindling as some of these big names start to need bigger contracts. So we have to win right now. And Castillo is that guy that can really get us there. So I just I, add to that, they also need to free up room in the 40-man roster, so it would make right. sense to, to get... The only guy I consider untouchable, is, to me, is Dominguez, because I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. But I'd also like to keep Garcia. Else. I was really impressed yeah. with what he did on the mound. Yeah, I just, if they, I just if they got rid of Garcia in this move, I would be annoyed. Yeah, I would. A World like Series would help me get over it, but it would bother me. You know, um, Scott, if 
the Yankees are look, let's play hypothetical. So say they make the move for Castillo, they give up Frazier, you know, Gill, you know, and all these guys. Who plays left field for the Yankees next year? So what I have been advocating for is send Clint Frazier over there and sign Michael Brantley because Michael Brantley is fixes every flaw that our lineup needs. Lefty, low strikeout, high average. It's another DJ LeMahieu and from the left side. Exactly what the Yankees need. The Yankees' biggest problem with our uh, batting order for a few years, we have not been a balanced lineup. Yeah. Uh, and we now we've um, we've realized the value of DJ LeMahieu. And more importantly, Brian Cashman has realized the value of DJ LeMahieu. Um, so uh, you would think he'd be looking for another hitter who can do some similar things and that brings balance to the lineup um which is very important something we've been missing um is clint frazier good and can't clint frazier be a uh, uh a valuable asset to hitting yes absolutely but he my issue with clint frazier is that um he's in he he has not been consistent in anything in any category uh he has not been consistent in his health he has not been consistent in his uh hitting he has not been consistent in his fielding part of that probably has to do with the um um, the the concussions and lingering effects but i think it is an absolute miracle of a gift that he was a runner up for the gold glove this is the highest his trade value has ever been because he has proven that um he can be a good very good player but what Brantley has that he doesn't is consistency. And the Yankees right now, above all things, need consistency and balance. So that's the guy who I would get. However, I I ultimately don't see this happening. Yeah. And maybe I'm the pessimist. I don't see it happening. So I, I think it's going to wind up being uh, Clint Frazier on opening day. I, I would, think it'll be Clint Frazier by the you, you, well. you mentioned percentage before. I would say the the – the, uh, the percentage of the deal going through, I would say, is about between 35 and 40. Um, and the only reason I, I do score so low as a, of a percentage is to fill that position for Frazier would force Cashman to go over the luxury tax. Yeah. I think that would put the stops on it. Evan, do There's you- a way to avoid that, though. Yeah, well, I'm how do you fix that? Exactly. I think there, I think there's three moves you have to make. You get rid of Frazier. You hope you get Castile in that deal. You get rid of Adovito, and then you go and sign Kirby Yates, and then you also sign uh, Brantley if you can. If we go over by a little bit, it shouldn't matter if we win two or three World Series. We won't go over it the next couple of years. This is the one year that we can see the finish line pretty yeah. much. Got to do it. I say the Yankees take the hit. Because if they bring these guys in, if they bring in a Brantley and a Castillo, a Kluber, you know, DJ is back. His jersey sales are already going up. You know, the merchandise alone for those for players with that caliber will get the Yankees some income. And we still don't know what's going on as far as tickets. You know, are fans going to be in the games to a, a, a at least a percentage of capacity. So, Scott, I can see you're itching to say something. So, I, I, I feel like if the Buffalo Bills are allowed to have uh, uh, capacity in some way, then the Yankees and the Mets are. Uh, I, I think that's that's a no brainer that they're going to. So, I, I'm not sure if that's is as big 
uh, of uh, a question mark as some people think. I think the bigger question mark is, okay, how many? Not so much will there or won't be. I think it's it's fairly obvious that that, that it will be. Yeah, I'm going to take a, a, a risk and, and bring up a point that we've talked about a few for the last couple episodes. But I, I, I want to get your opinion on this. Should MLB drop 20 games off the season this year, leave the expanded playoffs for one more year, because that's where a lot of the income comes in for the teams, but the TV contracts. If they take 20 games off the season for wiggle room, for makeup days, you know, rather than having seven inning double headers, do you think that's something that the fans would see as acceptable? Um, I have been a massive advocate for shorten the season to 140 games, add an extra round of the playoffs because literally everybody wins. The only people who are opposed to that are Yankees and Dodgers fans because they want to keep the boys club small. It's like, no, no, it's our playoffs. It doesn't belong to anybody else. (laughs) And they missed the big picture of how everyone else gets screwed. Every other professional sport has realized the value of a bigger playoff bracket than what a major league baseball has. Yet Major League Baseball has is the only one not doing it. Everyone else has figured it out. Everyone else is getting more money. I know a common argument against that is, oh yeah, but no one in the wild card round from the uh, NFL has gone to the World Series. I think ever. Like, who cares? Why? Why? Because you're a fan. You're still going to turn the game on. You're still going to go if you have a chance. It's not about that. It's about selling hope. That's what it's about. And when you sell hope, people get excited. Cities get excited. More people have a reason to care. There's a reason why no one shows up to Seattle. Because not only do they suck, they don't even have a chance to go anywhere. Because they're stuck. That they don't even third place isn't even good enough because first place is so almost unattainable for them. Now, how much better is that going to be when it's like, okay, we're gonna give you a chance? It's gonna be an outside chance. But it's going to be a chance. You tell me people aren't going to show up to Safeco Field. I think people will show up to Safeco Field. And I think this is about the, the broad picture. So I think uh, any fan of a small market team would, would definitely find that quite acceptable. Um, I, I think your your reservations that people oppose are going to come for your big market teams like Yankees, um, uh, the Dodgers. The Mets are a, now they're a big market team, but they uh, uh, are always been uh, – I can't really say a, a representative or a uh, common face around October. So you would think they even they would be um, in favor of that. So I, w- I would say the majority of the fan base uh, would agree that, that they would find that acceptable. Yeah. The only ones that would be opposed to that are the owners, you know, cause they want those, the, they want that 20 games of income, but at the same time, that's 20 less games. They, they, they're paying concessions, you know, so it's a win, win, lose, lose for in, in multiple situations yeah so that, that that's it's it's tough but it, it's it's something I, I i've been pro i've been pro shortening the season uh because i think that the mlb just they shot themselves in the foot when they go we're gonna have 162 games we're gonna have regular spring training you know and it's not realistic you don't even know if new york's to be able to travel to california so i think they they Put the cart before the horse on this one. The Yankees, I think, are going to be the team that's going to benefit the most from having more off days because God knows we can't stay healthy. I legitimately think that there is a problem 
it all throughout baseball with how much these people play. You're not supposed to play that much and, and still be healthy, especially yeah. for pitchers, especially for pitchers. And we have pitchers who are throwing harder than they've ever thrown before. We all know the massive talking point around baseball is how do we keep these pitchers healthy? Because what they do is they, they are, are terrible uh, at the youth level with teaching these kids how to throw safely. And, and high school coaches, they do not, most of them do not care if they blow out your arm because they're as worried about how much money they're going to make it because it, most high school coaches do make more money um, that they get uh, if you win like a, um, a district title or something like that. They do not care if they blow out your arm. Uh, college doesn't care if you blow out your arm because everyone only cares about th themselves. So that's going to be beneficial to pitchers when they get to the major leagues to say, hey, now we're going to have more off days to rest, to to evaluate, to recuperate. I guess that's a word. Y you know what I mean? Th that's that's really going to um, – I think that's a good direction for baseball heading for so many reasons. Yeah. So, all right, now I'm going to do one more final thing before we call it a show, and um, we're going to figure out who we think on the Yankees is going to have that comeback year. Um, whether it's staying healthy for a whole year, you know, reduction, you know, are they going to really redeem themselves in the eyes of Yankee fans? So, Evan, who would you think would be is going to be that, I didn't expect that player. Um, I don't know if it's I didn't expect it because I do expect it. Uh, Torres, I think he's going to have a huge bounce back season. I think last year was kind of a weird season uh, with 60 games and, you know, a bunch of issues in between. I'm also hoping that Gary Sanchez can do better, but that shouldn't be too hard because he did uh, as poorly as you could possibly you can't do. can't do much worse. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll say uh, Torres on that one, and I, I do think we're going to keep him. Um, I, I want Castile so bad, but like everyone has said, I really don't think there's as much traction on it as there is noise from us fans right now. Um, so I don't think we're going to see that happen. I think the Reds would be foolish to give up on a season before it started after making all those moves just last year. Um, it makes more sense if they did this next year. All right, Donald, who do you think is going to be the, the surprise? I was going to say, I would, I would completely agree with Evan. I, my first thought would be Gleber Torres. I think he's going to come in. Um, I think he was a little bit, uh, because of the, the lockdown, the coronavirus and the delayed season, I think he, he wasn't as um, uh, in great shape as, as he normally is. And I think that affected his, his play on the field. So I think he's going to come back. I think he's, he's going to be better at shortstop. I think his shortstop will play will improve. Um, I was listening to the Michael K show and he was he was kind of saying something similar. He, he thinks that Torres will be a little better at short this year. I think he'll come back a little bit in better shape. So that's that's what I would say. Um, certainly not something that I wouldn't expect because I do expect it. I mean, he's he's phenomenal talent, so I do expect him to be better this year. Um, I was going to mention Frazier, but I do believe that he's probably he's probably on the trade market. Um, other than that, I would say Stanton. I think Stanton's going to have a year where he's he's not going to be as as hurt as before. I think he's going to have a, a a strong year. I think he's going to bounce back here. All right, Robert. Uh, well, Torres should be better, but I'm a Gary Sanchez guy, so he's going to be my pick. But I think Ottavino is going to have a much better year because you mentioned yeah. that Torres struggled with the 60 game season. Same thing for the pitching side. We saw a lot of pretty good pitchers 
you know, struggling last year. And I think Ottavino, we know how filthy his slider is. We know how good his stuff is. He was great for us in his first year. Everyone's trying to write him off, just get rid of him, get rid of him. But everyone's acting like he cannot bounce back, which I think is just crazy. He's a really good pitcher. We all wanted him when we signed him. I mean, yeah, he's he's he'd be my my real pick because I'm I'm always going to support Gary Sanchez, so I don't want to be too obvious with my pick. But yeah, it's out of view. Scott, your thought. I'm going to throw out the name Zach Britton. Uh, Not that he had a bad year and needs to bounce back from, but I think Chapman is going to be booted from the closer role. I think those are going to switch. I think Zach Britton is going to take a lot of pride in that and the fact that he's trusted with that. I think he's going to own it. And it's it's less of a bounce back, but more of a real rise to the occasion and a real upgrade. I I think um, um, that's an injection of confidence in him if he sees that. And I I think he's going to own that. And I hope he does own that because I don't consider Chapman uh, uh, a trustworthy closer. I love that point. I agree. Actually, yeah, I would have, yeah. my off-season plan would have been to actually trade Chapman and make Zach Brennan the closer because I think uh, I think Zach Brennan's got the the um, the mentality to be a really good lockdown closer. Um, he'd already proved it last proven it last year. He was really reliable. And whenever Chapman came in, I was so nervous, even before the playoffs. You know, you're you're, just, ne- you're never comfortable. Because yeah. he's no. a floor rather than a pitcher. He just throws harder and harder and harder. And, uh, you know, Zach Britton's an actual pitcher. He thinks he's got a mind in, on the mound. Well, don't you, know? you think that Chapman mentally is a little differently than Britton, yeah. too? If he gets a demotion might, like that, that might kill him. That might you know what? If he gets demoted, it's on his own fault. It happened you know, before. If he, the the older cash uh, the, the older Chapman is getting the less control he seems to be having on that fastball, mm. and to me that's what's been most alarming with him is not you know his velocity it's his control. You know you're throwing that hard you need to know where that ball is going. You know so that's why I actually uh, I, I'm that was impressive with Scott with with, with Britain because I, I I think that that's very interesting take on that. Now, I would also agree with Rob where I was my first thought was Adovino. I thought, I think Adovino just had one of those off, off years for relievers. They all have it. You know, where a lot of relievers are on, off, on, off. You know, it's not uncommon. So I do expect Adovino to have a better year. And I also expect Judge to put up um, I think he's actually going to have a healthier season, and he's going to be—he's going to be—he's going to play a lot more games than he has in the last couple of years. Yeah, I agree with that. One more point, though, I want to make: Chapman has been demoted before. I don't remember. Was it 2017 where he's like he was terrible, and Girardi said, "Well, you're not closing." And yeah, then he but regained- for a whole season. I mean, maybe not for a whole year, but. If, if they go into the season with Chapman as the closer and he starts to struggle, they can't be afraid to pull the plug on it. No. They know I don't think they are. Yeah, but if he has a good season and then you let him go in the playoffs and then pull the plug on him, that might be disastrous. I just don't trust Aaron Boone to make that kind of big call. I think he's afraid to upset people in the dressing room because he wants to be friends with everybody. So I think he would be afraid to uh, 
uh, hurt the big ego of Chapman, especially with the amount of money that they're they're paying him to be a closer. Um, I don't think so, that'd be Aaron Boone's decision. No, no, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Nah. I, I think the, the role the manager has, has has changed, and I think Aaron Boone is Aaron Boone is a phenomenal modern day manager. Manager because he sits there, nods his head, speaks optimism to to, to the media, and, and he's he's not making many decisions. That's why when everyone rips Aaron Boone for decisions, I just kind of roll my eyes. It's like it, it's how much is is really him making the decision? I call it nerds in the tunnel. There's if somewhere in the tunnel in the back, there's people with like charts and and calculators and figuring stuff up and like whispering to him, passing notes like it's like the Paper third grade. <laughs> Uh, all right. Listen, this is going to wrap up this episode of Yankee Chronicles. So, Scott, again, check out his channel or Before the Pitch. Check him out on, on Twitter as well. Um, Scott, thank you again for coming on with us. And, you know, the thank you for having over. me. Thank you so much. All right. And uh, on behalf of everybody else at YankeeChronicles.com, hope you all enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night. Bye. Here, guys.